You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast. And Pro Football Hall of Famer. The General. Sean McClain. Welcome. Welcome to Utopia. Uh, all right, four stock up, four stock down. John, you go first. Fire away. Jonathan Bernard had two sacks, five tackles, two tackles for loss. He had two hits on the two knockdowns on the quarterback. He played really well. He played the run well. In fact, they always play the run well, and they did it again. They just couldn't stop Zach Wilson or Garrett Wilson. They act like they had no idea Brees Hall could catch the ball, even though he'd had five catches or more in at least three games. But Grenard played well, put pressure on the quarterback, and he he was he was big time. He's now got mm. 10 sacks, and that's the most in his career. And if he stays healthy, he's going to get a big payday. Uh, Yeah. John, you just took the entire stock up thing right there with that one. I can't think of three more. I, I'm like almost uh, like honestly, like I feel like I got to go like Zach Wilson, number two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to I got to go to the other side of the football because this was just so. You know what, John? Cam Johnston. No idea what his numbers were. Oh, no idea. I'll tell you, he punted eight times. His average yep. was fifty point six yards. Yep. His gross was forty eight point five. That's a great mm-hmm. one. That was my second one. He had okay. two inside the twenty. Great choice. Good. Okay, Cam Johnson. So we have the one defensive player who showed up and the punter so far as our two stock ups, John. What, 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 what can you possibly come up with here, Merlin the Magician? It's easy. The greatest punter, punt, the greatest snapper in NFL history. Every snap was perfect to Cam Johnston. John Weeks never makes a mistake. If everybody played like John Weeks, they go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. He was perfect. Again, how about that for a stretch? I'm going to go uh, Hannah and Joanna McNair. They both celebrated their birthday this weekend in New York at this game. 
and I saw it on Instagram. And uh, congratulations to them. Now, John, I am um, John, taking John Weeks is just genius. That that's a go to, I guess, every blowout win. I, I'll say this, and I am going to go to the other side of the football on this one because I said that uh, the other side of the, the of the other side of the field on, on the Jets side, I'm going to use a stock up on the opposition to admit that I was wrong about something. I said that the biggest mismatch in this game and the reason that I would be picking the Texans in this game, um, even though you and I both had major trepidation about their chances of winning this game. Um, and by the way, let's a little advice. If the Texans are a road favorite ever again, do not bet them until they cover a spread or win a game on the road. They do not do well as a road favorite Carolina, uh, in this game here, both field goal favorites in each of those games, and they lost. Um, credit to Nathaniel Hackett, John. I said that the biggest mismatch in this game was D'Amico Ryan's calling plays on the tech for the Texans defense against Nathaniel Hackett and his horrible, horrible tenure as an offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. Nathaniel Hackett called a great game today. I think a lot of the reason why Zach Wilson had a career day throwing for over 300 yards is – because of the play calling they you know they clearly had some things scouted they took advantage of some real soft spots in the texan zone garrett wilson was great um i don't know why he was so open all the time <laughs> um but uh but i thought nathaniel hackett called an outstanding game when they couldn't run the football with Brees hall he threw the football to Brees hall and Brees hall would make one guy miss and he'd take off for another 20 yards called some great plays down in the red zone to get the ball into the end zone nathaniel hackett did so john i am I'm going off script here, and I'm giving a Utopia stock up to the offensive coordinator of the opposition, who I called a boob on Payne and Pendergast earlier this week. And you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't call the plays. He had headphones. Um, I don't. He was talking in those headphones. They joked about it on TV at the end. And I thought, hmm, you know, he is listening in over there and he is talking. Who's he talking to? John, then good job, Nathaniel Hackett, realizing who should be calling the plays <laughs> the New York Jets, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. By the way, were you as nauseated as I was that Randall Cobb scored a touchdown in this game? Oh, I my wanted goodness. To, I wanted to throw up. I hate Randall people. Cobb. Randall Cobb oh. went up there, torched the organization, got the job, came out of retirement for Aaron Rodgers, and he scored a touchdown. Oh, I, I can't. I despise Randall Cobb. Despise. Maybe um, Rogers call that play. Why else would you call it? No, play well, play that's when Randall he said Cobb. it, John. That's what made me think of it. That's when uh, Trent Green or, or um, <laughs> Kevin Harlan suggested that that could be the case was on that particular touchdown. All right, John, stock down. Well, I can't. I, I want to say CJ Stroud, but I feel sorry for him. 91 yards passing. He hadn't done that since early in his college career. 54.8. Rating was under pressure, 44% of his dropbacks. But I'm, I'm, he's got a good excuse, missing so many receivers. So I'm going with Noah Brown. Noah Brown was great in those back-to-back victories at, at Cincinnati and over Tampa. And then he came back the last two weeks. He's been targeted seven times. He has no catches. He's just disappeared. Now, he didn't practice because of a knee injury. If the knee injury is making him so – feeble that he can't catch at least one pass then he shouldn't be on the field but he was so fantastic in those back-to-back games and now he hadn't done squat yeah that john those back-to-back games feel like a fever dream like they don't they like they don't even feel like they happened for noah brown like what was going on in those two games where noah brown just was and he was getting big chunk plays in those games too I mean, like he, like he, it feels like he, he didn't catch a pass that was under like twenty yards in either of those games. It was, it was, uh, 
it was remarkable. Yeah, he he had a rough one. He couldn't get open. Um, I'm not giving a stock down, John, for this, but as long as we're talking about receivers, because there's plenty of other stock downs to go ahead and give in this game for the Texans, we could probably sit here all day. Um, when is it appropriate for us to start holding John Mechie to the standard of the 44th overall pick in the draft? I don't think this ago? season. I, we talked in preseason. It'd probably be next year before they started to see what he was worth considering he had cancer, but you're right. One catch, six yards, five targets. When he, that's another guy should have stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, this is going to be, um, John, this, this week's injury report is going to be, we say it every week, like this is going to be so anticipated, the injury report this week. Um, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, we haven't mentioned that. Like he, he supposedly had an ankle injury that kept him out at the end of the game. He looked to be in good spirits on the sideline, dapping up his teammates. That, that felt like one where they were just getting him off of that MetLife turf, um, possibly. But uh, this will be an interesting injury report this it's week. It's good they sure. did because he had no tackles, no assist tackles. He had two two hits on a quarterback, but he didn't tackle anybody. He got yeah, double-teamed give... double the whole time. Uh, okay, but can I give him a stock down still for sure. something that you didn't mention? Sure. One of the dumbest roughing the passer penalties that no, I've ever no. seen in my life. Goodness. One of the dumbest roughing the passer penalties I've ever seen in my life. From And I love Will Anderson. I, I'm so happy he's a Texan. I can't wait to root for Will Anderson for the next 10 years. That was just a stupid freaking play by him. The game was still the game, you know, still a one score game at the time. It was second and 10 at the Texans 44 yard line. So the Jets were where they feels like they spent most of the day sitting on the periphery of field goal range when they weren't scoring touchdowns. They were sitting in between the 50 and the 35 on the Texan side of the field and second and 10 and Zach Wilson throws an incomplete pass and Will Anderson throws him to the ground. It was, it was just, it was so silly and stupid and it felt like it was done out of frustration and it kept that drive moving and they eventually go down and they score a touchdown that wound up being enough. Well, the first touchdown wound up being enough points because Matt Amendola can't make an extra point. Um, but Will Anderson is getting a stock down after John, after being a stock up last week, he's not immune to stock downedness. He is getting a stock down this week from me. This is a big game for him and Stroud to go up and play in front of the New York, New Jersey media. Yeah. And they spit the bet. And it, uh, that, but I, you know, Will feels terrible about that, but yep. he was getting double teamed right off the bat. He's, he's learning how, it's, what it's like to be a great pass rusher. You saw that stat. Quentin Williams gets double teamed more than any defensive tackle in the NFL. And that's why the other three pass rushers have six sacks each. Yeah. Dude, can, can we just say real quick on Quentin Williams and we'll get to our last two stock downs? Um, the plays he made, one in the first half, one in the first play of the game, and then one in the second half, I think, where they handed the ball to Singletary, and it looked like the Red Sea had parted, except that Quentin Williams was attached to Michael Dieter, and he was able to basically like reach out with one arm and grab Devin Singletary and pull him down before Singletary hit the hole. Quentin Williams is a monster. God, the te- if the Texans could find somebody in the middle of their defensive line in free agency next year in the draft, like that's – that as good as Sheldon Rankins and Malik Collins have been playing for who they are. Um, if the, if D'Amico's defense can get a monster in the middle of the defensive line, holy smokes, this could get a whole lot of fun on that side of the ball. But oh well. Okay, my next, next one. Time. Yeah, is uh, going to be a combination of Derek Stingley Jr. and Stephen Nelson. Okay, Derek Wilson had nine catches for 108 yards, and he mm-hmm. ran after the catch. And so I don't know which one's supposed to be covering him. They didn't do a good job. 
And the Texans have been playing so well at corner, especially Stingley, but they weren't making plays. All we do is see them chasing people. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was disappointing. I, you know, especially Stingley coming off being AFC defensive player of the week. I was real, I was really hoping the Texans would go up there and and make a statement. And I don't even mean make a statement by winning the way that the Jets did today. I think just win, merely going up there and winning that game would have been a statement by the Texans, considering the elements and considering um, that the defense on the other side there for the Jets, um, the fact that it, you know they did it, they would have done it up in New York. Um, that that was that was disappointing. That's a good one, John. The corners and and all that they gave up to Garrett Wilson, who it felt like was open all day long. Uh, my last one here on stock down is Damian Pierce. Uh, Damian Pierce is just having an awful 2023. I don't think it's all his fault. But when you combine injuries with just a complete lack of productivity, um, there is just there's something about Damian Pierce and this offense that's just not meshing. It's not jiving at all. He had four carries for nine yards today. Um, I think he he caught a pass and got stopped behind the line of scrimmage, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, one catch for minus two yards. Um, I, again, I like I don't know how much of it's his fault, but it ain't working for Damian Pierce. There's like no kinks that have been worked out. Devin Singletary is at least doing a few things here and there in this offense. And I'm talking into, I mean, but over the course of the full year, a few things, including two monster games when Damian Pierce was out earlier this year, but it sucks because Damian Pierce was one of the few watchable things about this team last year. I don't like seeing him get the ball now, John. Like I don't like seeing him in the backfield. I hate that because I love Damian Pierce. I really do. But there's nowhere to go but stock down with him right now. He is He's not an asset to this team right now. Sean, I just thought of something. Considering the problems they've had in the offensive line, a lot caused by injuries, but uh, they should have some stability by now. Chris Strasser, who came from Indianapolis in his first year's coach, could they be with a fifth offensive line coach in five years next year? Could he be one and done? I say this because Bill O'Brien told me early in his tenure – one of the things he learned about from Bill Bill Belichick and some other coaches, a coach's first staff, usually he has to learn who he wants to keep. And if he's afraid to make changes or he hopes somebody's going to get better, he's doomed. You, you, that first staff has got to undergo changes. And I can't wait to see if, if D'Amico adheres to that philosophy. And considering all the problems they've had with blocking and running, I don't even know if Strasser's ever coached his own system like Bobby Slowick is running, but that's something I'm going to try to find out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I, John, I think you're on to something. I thought the same thing during the game. You know, a little like with Mechie where I'm like, all right, at what point are we allowed to like really hold this guy accountable kind of thing, obviously for totally different reasons than Mechie. But like Chris Strouser felt like untouchable through the first six, seven weeks of the season because it was a revolving door everywhere. Like, it, you know, the feeling was nobody can really get their arms around this thing. If Titus Howard's playing left guard, he's missing games. Laramie's missing games. Oh, my God, the center got hurt again. Um, all these things. Um, are we at a point now with Strouser where we really can grade him based on what we're seeing week to week with the offensive line? 
Um, we'll find out. Paul Dunn got fired in that first year with Bill O'Brien. Like, ironically, that you're bringing up that as sort of an example. And I think it's I, I agree with that sentiment that O'Brien expressed to you. Um, Paul Dunn, the offensive line coach, got fired. Now you replace him with Mike Devlin, and the offensive line never got good for the Texans. So whatever. But um, I'll, I'll say this about this particular group. You can't fire the linemen. <laughs> you know, you can. they always say you can fire the coach. You can't fire the players. That's really true with this offensive line. I mean, they've drafted guys that still have years left on their rookie deal. They gave extensions to three of the guys, big money extensions to Tunsil and Titus and Shaq Mason. If you're trying to make change along the – if you feel that something needs to change on the offensive line, it's very expensive for you to change the players out. It's very easy for you to change the coach out. It's just the fa- – it's truth. It's the fact of the matter, you know. It's it, – if you go – swapping out you know they're not not gonna do anything with Tunsil but if you decide like man we made a mistake with Shaq Mason or we made a mistake with Titus Howard you're gonna eat millions and millions of dollars in guaranteed money doing that unless you can trade them and who's gonna trade for a guy that the Texans are getting rid of on their offensive line you know what I mean yeah so I'm with you there John this is gonna be an interesting week uh this is gonna be probably the most tumultuous week that uh, Texan fans will have experienced uh, easily since the loss to Carolina, maybe since the 0-2 start, maybe all season long, considering C.J. Stroud is probably going to be on the injury list this week. Two weeks ago, I saw when the Titans played in a primetime game, they had more players on injured reserve and more players lost to injuries in any team in the league. Texans, I think, have more key players that have been lost. So it's a good chance. Maybe Will Anderson – can play, but boy, you're talking about one of his wheels. So um, there's a chance they could play without every player they lost in this game, and that would be terrible. Catastrophic. This is a catastrophic, catastrophic loss for the Houston Texans today on many levels. John, even though they lost, I always enjoy doing this with you. Thank you very John, much. John, I do too. Thank you very much. All right, good stuff. We'll be back on Tuesday. I imagine the mailbag is going to be popping on Tuesday. Uh, H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. John, I was very surprised Clint Sterner and I did not get a single phone call in the postgame, and we, we the phone board was full the whole time. I was surprised we didn't get a single phone call with people complaining that C.J. was still in the game uh, down 18 with whatever, six minutes left in the game. I, I, I had no problem with him being in there. If I had thought about it more, I might have – not had that take because just thinking about the turf at MetLife Stadium, getting him off of that. I know it wasn't a turf issue with his injury, but I was surprised we didn't get anybody calling in saying that C.J. Stroud shouldn't have been in the game. God never crossed my mind because he's a rookie. He needs to he needs to have experience in every situation, especially one where you're getting your butt kicked for the first time since the first game of the season. He's awesome.